to the Periodic Table, Episode 3, Lock Your Doors or the Amish Will Get You, recorded November 26, 2011. I have hit record. We have begun. Welcome, everybody, to the Periodic Table. With us this week is, of course, myself, Mr. Mark Cockrell, and here joining us live in Studio A, i.e. my garage, Seth Anderson. Welcome, Seth. Hello, everyone. And coming at you live from Studio B, i.e. their spare dining room, are the, <laughs> the brothers Sean and Zach. Welcome, guys. Hey, what's going on? Hello. Glad to be here again. And so there we go. There's our introductions. Right to right to work, guys. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was great. Thank you for asking. And how about yours? It was nice. It was uh, I overate and didn't do anything else. So, you know, that's sort of the ideal, isn't it? I came up to Mark's house on Thanksgiving, and after I left his house, it was a full 24 hours before I ate again. <laughs> I was so full. Wow. He, he can really smoke a turkey. It was awesome. Yeah, Mark uh, is kind of a master of the of the smoker, and I guess grill too. I don't know. I, I, I you don't grill as much as you do on the smoker, right? No, I don't do grilling is okay, but that's to me that's the anybody, cheap stuff. Yeah, anybody can grill, right? So, um, I, you know, I, I like steaks, kebabs, things like that. But generally, when I have somebody over, I want to do something fancy. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Ribs are my favorite. That's the thing I prefer to do. Good old fashioned St. Louis spare ribs. But uh, around the holidays, you got to do a turkey. And the turkey was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you smoke. You smoked a turkey. People have asked me about that, and I'm. I'm. I have a pretty good reputation uh, with the smoker as well, but I've never smoked a turkey. So, how long? Uh, what kind of size bird did you have, and how long did you have to cook that? Uh, well. Uh, I don't do it the way most people do it, just to get that out of the way up front. Uh, I smoke at a very low temperature. I do uh, like 160 to 170. Most people do 220, uh, 200 to 225 or even 250. Uh, so um, I do a very low temperature, uh, like I said, right around 160, and I did my turkey for 26 and a half hours. Okay. So uh, I just... Uh, I brined it, of course, first. As I've mentioned previously, always brine your turkeys or any white meat. Uh, so I brined right. it for uh, a full 20 hours or so, then put it on the, let it dry out thoroughly, put it in the, let it rest in the fridge with nothing on it for a while. Then I rubbed it with a, a dry rub. Then I put it in the smoker for 26 or so hours. The one, the one flaw is we did not eat till after the cowboy game was over. And I barely made it home before I passed out. So uh, <laughs> you should eat it in the middle of the day when you have some energy left to stay awake. Um, otherwise, you know, or eat it in your house because you might not make it home. Yeah, it's sort of the NyQuil of the uh, the meat eating world. It's like you, you got to take it in bed or you don't make it that far. The nighttime right. sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, how did I get my kitchen floor medicine? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, the way I do a bird takes, you know, Three days at least, but it's it's tasty. The only downside to smoking, in, in, in my opinion, is you don't get the, the skin. It ruins the skin. It doesn't ever crisp up because you're not cooking at a high enough temperature. So you right. throw away all that good turkey skin. Huh. But the meat was worth it. So just, just so you know, guys, <laughs> it's, a, it's a trade-off. You get increased meat flavor for no skin. Now, what's funny is, is you know, we, we, I'm sure we all have crazy family stories, but my mom, who is... Um, not the sanest person that you'll meet. Um, uh, 
came over and she she had received a turkey from I don't know the Meals on Wheels the the people who give food to elderly people they gave her a turkey and she asked me to fry it in my turkey fryer so I did that along with my regular cooking uh, I brought it to her Wednesday instead of Thursday and she told me that she wanted me to leave a little of the dark meat at my house so that when she comes over Thursday there'll be plenty because the last time she was over here we ran out of dark meat now I'd like to go on record as saying we have never run out of anything at any party I've ever thrown. <laughs> that never happens. Um, so I don't, you know, she just wasn't on the right realm of reality there. But needless to say, I, I, when I took her her turkey all carved and ready to go, I said I kept back a turkey thigh at my house so that tomorrow, if we run out, you'll have plenty to eat. And then we are sitting down, and I've, I've carved the bird, and it's all on the table. Everything's pretty, and we're about to sit down. Um, actually, I had already... Uh, said the blessing and we were loading up plates and she said now i was promised a turkey thigh where is it so, <laughs> oh i'm sorry i wasn't aware that you're not even going to try this bird that i spent three days on excuse me let me go throw something in the microwave for you real quick so <laughs> that's what i did and that made her happy it made us happy because there was more of the good stuff for us <laughs> so uh so and you guys got any f crazy family stories to tell or interesting yeah i mean where do we begin <laughs> <laughs> i guess it was good family was there um i pretty much ate i only had a little bit though i didn't really eat a whole lot and then that was pretty much it i really wasn't filmed thanksgiving this year i'm native american so i'm a little you know i'm a little disappointed every time white people get around and celebrate this <laughs> holiday <laughs> you know I saw a really bad tweet. I don't remember who to give credit for. I think it might have been Weird Al Yankovic. He said, uh, uh, on Thanksgiving, a day that marks the the day of, of, North, of uh, Europeans coming and taking Indian land, Denny's would like you to know that they're still taking reservations. It's kind of funny, though. I mean, that's some creativity. Yeah. So uh, your, your girlfriend is uh, uh, Laotian, is that right, Zach? That's correct. Yes. So did I? They, did they take part in the American Thanksgiving celebration at all? They do. They did. Um, they did. They did. We didn't attend that this year. It gets pretty crazy because their holidays, they tend to really just go all out, food, celebration, everything. So uh, we decided to go ahead and skip on it because Lydia and I both had to work on Friday, which was the worst day ever to work. Oh my gosh, I was bashing my head against the desk. It's like, this is just horrible. But uh, we're going to attend the Christmas one, and that's going to be fun. So okay. I'm just taking a deep breath because I know it's going to get crazy over there. So, so. Is, it, is it like an all-day thing at, at, uh, with your family, uh, you, you and Sean, or did you just go to your mom's where she spent all day cooking a meal and then you said thanks and left? It's an all-day thing. It's yeah. always been an all-day thing. Yeah, we we go over all day and um and everybody brings food. So kind of the same deal. I smoked a ham and brought the ham over and um I don't know. Di different people brought different things. It's it's always been a little bit somewhat of a potluck. My mom does the lion's share of the cooking. But. I, I brought a pie but I left it in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so we have pie over here. Anybody wants yeah, I don't at any Thanksgiving gathering I've ever been to, uh, by the time you get around to dessert, everybody's so stuffed. That the desserts, even though you spend a lot of time making them, often don't even get eaten. I think we had like one slice of of our pumpkin pie eaten, and that was about it. 
Hey, Seth, is uh, anything interesting going on on Facebook over there? I see you. Uh, well, you know, no, I'm getting a link <laughs> to talk about for later. Sorry. So uh, just trying to be a taskmaster. All right. So, uh, Seth, you put this first. In, are we done with Thanksgiving? Shall we move along or do we have anything to say about Yeah, that? I think we're good. Tell me about Amish people and their hate crimes, Seth. I have to read this first paragraph to you. This is an actual story, uh, CBS News, um, and it happened in Ohio in the name of a town I cannot pronounce. Authorities raided the compound of a breakaway Amish group in eastern Ohio on Wednesday morning. They arrested seven men on federal hate crime charges in haircutting attacks against Amish <laughs> men and women. Are you sure this isn't an onion article? No, it's just, and and it's, part of it's it, real. It was it was in the Dallas Morning News too. I saw that. Part of what makes it so so funny is their last name is Mullet. So in Burkles, Ohio, rampant Amish people are breaking into houses and cutting hair. Be, apparently, it is a very religious thing to Amish people. Um, like, for example, men are not supposed to cut their beards after they get married, and um, so. If you cut it, it's like a, a major sign of disrespect. And basically, there was there's a would-be Amish leader who tried to kick some people out of his little group. And the rest of the Amish bishops said no. And so his kids got together later and said, let's go cut their hair. And they, they broke into people's houses. So Sam Mullet and three of his sons broke into the house and cut their hair against their will. And that qualifies as a hate crime because they're dissing their religious beliefs. It was a religious attack. So, um, I, I, and part of what makes it so funny is their last name really is <laughs> Mullet. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> just, I'm sorry. It's, it was hilarious. I I heard about this on a sports talk radio uh, yesterday. <laughs> it was I was driving at the time, and I almost wasn't driving anymore. <laughs> But it was really funny. <laughs> so I, I, it, cbsnews.com, uh, or just search for, uh, it'll be in the show notes. Yeah. Amish hate crimes. If you want to, if you want to read about it now, Amish hate crimes, Google it. Uh, Amish hate crimes, Ohio. It's hilarious. So for the weird, the weird thing is, this is like a, uh, Amish on Amish attack, right? right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's well, it, it, it's it, ghetto it, crime. Yeah. It, right. It's a breakaway Amish sex. So it, it's sort of like, you know, a Southern Baptist being attacked by an independent Baptist. I heard one of them has a so, toaster. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the FBI affidavit detailed four haircutting attacks of, uh, against, uh, uh, a man and uh, different people, four different separating, uh, separate events. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Four against a man and his son. And then later, four against another man, you know, no, November, and then later, another one. Against a man allegedly allured, allured to, to the, the mullet, mullet complex. complex. <laughs> well, <laughs> these people are all business in the front, but no party in the back. Johnny Mullet told detectives that it was, I'm sorry, I guess. <laughs> Pete says it was a clip-clop drive-by bearding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to react to that. Oh, in all cars. We shouldn't have led with this. This, this we, we should have ended the show with this because everything can only be downhill from here. Oh, man, that is awesome. Be on the lookout for rogue Amish people cutting hair. Wow. Okay. Anyway, I, I thought that was too funny not to share. 
Okay, so so who who went to IHOP recently? <laughs> well, we're starting this a bit late today um, because I went out with my family this afternoon, and we had about an hour and a half, and the drive home was about fifteen minutes. So we thought we got plenty of time to um, stop and have dinner somewhere, and so we the kids wanted to go to IHOP. I don't know why, just because kids like that, they can get the pancake with a smiley face on it, and. Tommy, the homosexual waiter, um, <laughs> was too busy hitting on Bill, the homosexual cook, to uh, actual actually deliver our food at any point in time. So we're starting the show a full hour late, <laughs> largely because of IHOP. So if you're in a hurry, IHOP is not the place to choose. That's all I have to say about so that. Do you need any maple? Hmm? Some maple syrup? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to butter your sausage, buddy. <laughs> Looks delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. you know, that's that's all I have to say about yeah, that. I mean, just, I would understand that late that being um, them being slow. If it was actually the original house of pancakes, that one is the best. IHOP, like one, the blue one. Have, has anybody ever been to the original house of pancakes? No. Has any of you guys have any of you guys been I have there? No idea what you're talking about. Man, there's two different chains. I was confused the first time I saw this, but there's a, an original House of Pancake. I mean, it's abbreviated, inter, you know, IHOP, I guess. And then there's IHOP, the ones you can find open 24 hours a day. It's, but anyways, the the one that's the original House of Pancakes are delicious. So I would recommend going there. I'm a fan of IHOP food. I like it. It's you know particularly their Colorado omelet, which is just like every meat good, yes. put on top of some eggs. And they're all you can eat pancakes. Kind of hard to go wrong with that. Well, Seth, you that was one of those cases where you had made all you could eat, right? It could be all you'd eat toenail clippings, and you'd be in <laughs> well, for that. Uh, maybe not. Tell them the story about the time that you and your father and your brothers were thrown out of an all you can eat place. Well, uh, okay. This happened. I, I was still in school, so my brothers were already in college, and they took. Uh, my dad took us out to eat to this hey, wait, restaurant. Let me set the stage a little bit. Seth is about six three and about three fifty, and he's the runt of the litter. Yeah, at this time, I was probably only about I don't know five eleven, two fifty. Yeah, okay. I was like I, I was like in middle school or whatever, and my brothers were six three, two fifty, football playing, athletic people. And dad took us all out to eat, and they had all you can eat ribs. And like an idiot, I ordered popcorn shrimp. I still remember that. <laughs> but my brothers ordered ribs, and then they they ate those and got some more, and ate those and got some more, and ate those and got some more. And finally. The manager came out and said, um, sir, you're going to have to leave now because we're not going to bring you any more ribs. And my dad looked at him and said, well, then I'm not going to pay because your sign says all you can eat and my boys are still hungry. <laughs> so uh, he was in too much at that time. So he kept bringing <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I got to get something to recoup my losses. Yes. I tried. My, and this, one thing that happened at a poncho's before I was born, mind you, they took away the flag from my family's table. So... Uh, <laughs> I have tried hard to live up to that title, but I I I just can't compare. Pete says, "Way to go, pops!" All right, that's that's another potential show title. They took away our flag at Poncho's. <laughs> Are you talking about the Mexican restaurant Poncho's? Yes. Well, right. I, I'm reluctant to call it Mexican food. The Mexican fast food place. Yeah, it is. No, we have to. Okay, now we have to explain the the concept of Poncho's to our listeners because oh. I, I think if you're not from the Dallas area, you you might not know what Poncho's is, right? Okay, well, Poncho's is a, it's kind of a buffet type thing. You know, you 
you pay your thing and then you go through a buffet and you say, I want two of those. I want three of those. Give me a plate full of those or whatever. And then you go sit down at the table and eat it. And when you want some more, there's this little flag, little Mexican flag, and you raise it. It's maybe like a little foot tall thing. And, and then when you raise it, the waiter knows to come by and say, what would you like? And you would say, give me another three enchiladas, four tamales and half a dozen flautas or something. And uh, so then, you know, they would go and do that. And then whenever you ate those, you would say, okay, I need another just like it. And eventually you just get to the point to where you're so full of bad Mexican food and heartburn that there, you literally can't eat anything else. And, uh, but like I say, with my family one time before I was born, um, I want, I wish I could be a part of that kind of lore, but, um, <laughs> I've yet to do anything. So grand, they, they took my family's flag away. So, you know, it, you could still, it's still raise your flag, but just our family did not have a flag to raise anymore. Now I had a friend who was a manager at a, uh, a ponchos and he, I forget the exact number, but it's, it's, it's going to be close. He said that the average person has to eat 125 menu items to break even for your 595. Cause it's, it's that low quality and cheap. And so they, they felt they were losing money on Seth's family. 125. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. My brothers, they, they would have given it a good try. <laughs> um, wow. That's a crazy story. I don't, I don't have any. I've never been there. I've never. You've been never been to a ponchos, really? Never knew. But no. Yeah, either have I. I've, it's funny. As long as uh, we've both lived here and heard all the ponchos stories, and I still have yet to go to a ponchos. Oh, you got to go. Especially you, Sean, with your uh, very low threshold for what you'll eat. Um, you'll, you'll feel right at home. It's cheap and filling. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't care anything. I yeah, I'm I'm I don't know. I, I certainly am not a quality not fanatic. At all. Want, yeah, I've watched this guy eat canned tamales I mean, <laughs> without even heating. Now. It's disgusting. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I have a weak stomach, and I, pretty, I no, I didn't throw up, but yeah, it was pretty bad watching it. It was just like a train wreck. You're just like, oh, yeah. I wouldn't. Do I don't that? ever want to get Seth and Sean in an eating contest because I've seen Sean eat frozen burritos without thawing, or Seth eat frozen burritos without thawing them. Uh, no, really, sticks. not yeah, frozen burritos. <laughs> oh, you're the fish stick guy. I'll do frozen fish sticks. Yes, well, because <laughs> oh man, oh that is oh, nasty. <laughs> if you read the package, they're already cooked. You're just reheating. Yeah. So why Your take epi- the time? This episode to is going to be called microwave. Fish Stick Guy. <laughs> <laughs> on element opie with fish stick guy so um but speaking of the the first time the first thing i actually experienced this week was black friday i experienced that this week and it was complete chaos guys it was just i will never do it again i'll put it that way i, I mean, had a similar experience a few years ago i went out one black friday and said that's it no more i will never do this again i will pay the pimp penalty for not going out and doing this I, I heard uh, some, some friends of mine, wives on Facebook, said that they were at a, a Walmart. Of course, Walmart's open 24 hours, the, the super centers. Yeah, they didn't so, close down this year. Normally, yeah. they close down. On so you can get there early. So they, they weren't, they were, they were open, but the sales hadn't started yet. And there were women laying on the Paula Deen cookware to claim it. This is mine. I've got dibs on this. They were physically <laughs> laid across the pots and pans waiting for the sale to begin. Well, did you hear yeah. the story of the lady who took pepper spray and yeah. like sprayed 20 people with pepper spray? She got arrested or I don't know, I don't know if they, but anyway, there, it was no, they didn't catch her, news, but uh, yeah, they didn't catch her, but they're actually going to go through the tape and then they're actually going through to see like register to see if she used a card. That way they have a name of something, but 
they didn't actually catch her. I mean, what says America more than I'm going to pepper spray you to not get my cheap junk? So, well, I was watching all the ads uh, up too, and they were all these deranged women. You know, uh, what was it? Uh, Targets had these series of ads with this crazy blonde lady, who just absolutely insane. And I turned to my wife and I'm like, is that really who they want to market to? That the the insane housewife with with half a screw left in in uh, in her toolbox. And and then she was like, well, yeah, those are the kind of people who were there. Um, they, right. They're, they're, that's exactly who they're marketing at. And if you aren't that way when you get there, you'll be that way when you leave. <laughs> yeah, I went and bought my Christmas tree, the Christmas tree that we have now at our house about nine years ago on Black Friday. And I was like, oh, my gosh, never again. I'm done. So I, I will, you know, I will gladly pay my wife $100 not to go anywhere. <laughs> Plus, there's the whole the the door busters things, and and uh, Seth's got a story about that where they've even turned this online now. Well, they have they'll they'll have this outrageous price, like a twelve dollars for a, a forty two inch plasma TV, one in stock. Yeah, and so you get there like Newegg had this awesome tablet. It was like a ten point one inch Honeycomb three point one Toshiba. So it's not one of those little Chinese American ripoff things. It's high quality. Um, it was $200, and even though I'm unemployed and can't afford it, I was going to buy one, and it started at 12 midnight. At 12.02, I could not hit their website because it kept timing out because of the traffic. I finally hit their website. Went to, I saw they had one. I went to click it to put it in my cart, and they were sold out. So I don't know how many they had, but it was it was mad online as well. Yeah, so in the time it takes you to... Put your order, place your order, and process it. They sold out of however many they had, so it clearly wasn't a lot. Yeah, it said limited quantities, yeah. so you know they were semi upfront about. They it. used to call that bait and switch. Now apparently, it's just good marketing. Yeah. Well, you're already here, and you've already wasted your life. Uh, <laughs> so why not buy something? But does that really work online? And 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 another thing about the whole doorbusters thing. Uh, when they go online with it for Cyber Monday, which you know s- supposedly um, the Monday after Thanksgiving is when everybody does their online shipping, so retailers have started having things like that. But you get so many people in there so fast, you actually crash your site. So what good is that? You know, we we got you here, but we're going to provide you a terrible experience. Maybe that's the same way it is on Black Friday at the store because nobody enjoys it. Do you really want that to be how people remember you as this miserable experience people had at your department store? Well, I mean, you know the old marketing slogan, any publicity is good publicity. So, so so-and-so's web server crashed today under the load. Hey, they mentioned our website. You can't buy that kind of press. So, I don't know. All I know is that Best Buy had lines, like 500 people were there, just wrapped around the building, tents up, and it was just... Well, according, chaos. apparently it was one of the uh, record-breaking Black Fridays. Like, well, I, I can't say one of the record. It was the record-breaking. Like, they, they did more business uh, this Black Friday than ever on record. So, you know, it's working, I guess. Uh, maybe that says something good for the um, depressed economy. People are, are have some disposable income and are ready to spend it. Well, I wonder if it's just because they started at midnight so people were able to go do it before they went to sleep rather than try to wake up early. Just a thought. 
I don't know. I made it into late. I made it into work late that day, the next day. Cause like I said, I had to work Friday. Uh, I had to be at work at seven. I woke up at six forty-five. Mind you, it takes me a half hour to get to work. Right. Luckily, no one was on the road, so I made it at seven oh four. Wow! So nobody. Yeah. So the traffic was light on Black Friday for you. Oh yes, very much so. Well, yeah, because everybody got to where they were going at like four o'clock in the morning or midnight or whatever. So That's a good point. Yeah. Anybody who was going anywhere was already there. Yeah. Right. So if you were down on thirty-five, I'm sorry because <laughs> I was hauling butt between that time. <laughs> you know, I I had a conversation with a female friend of mine uh, that, uh, and I was talking. She was asking me something about was I going out shopping on Black Friday, and and I made a, a comment about, uh, no, I don't want to go out and uh, fight the rabid women, crazy women shoppers or whatever. And uh, she took offense to that, and. Uh, and then I said, I came back and said, well, you know, foaming at the mouth and, uh, you know, baring their teeth and yeah. things like that, it, which is not, I mean, you know, we've heard the stories, right? I mean, it's not like we're cheap exaggerating people. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So yeah, I have no desire whatsoever to go and battle those. I mean, if I'm going to save a couple of hundred dollars, um, I'd probably rather spend the couple of hundred and, and not have to fight through the crowd. Yeah, I had a funny story to follow that. Uh, Michael's, they had a, a sale going on, but their doors opened up at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So 4 to 10, I believe. And they had all these ridiculous deals. And oh, that was on, actually on Thanksgiving, though, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, my girlfriend and I, we decided to go ahead and hit that up. Well, it was ridiculous. The line was backed up. I mean, there was like 30 people deep. And so I was like, okay, well, there's you have like five more rows left. I'm going to go ahead and go wait in line. And you just come over and you know we'll just get out of here and whatnot well anyways i'm waiting in line she's not showing up so i'm like okay i'm almost at, at the register lady you know? <laughs> right. how many like, guys have been through that yeah <laughs> like come on you know so i leave my cart for merely not even maybe 10 seconds i back up i look to see in the last couple aisles to see if she was there and as i walk back i get to my cart the lady goes uh excuse me you know I turn around. I go, yeah. And she goes, I believe the line starts all the way back there. Like the rest of us have been waiting. And I go, uh, I've, I've been here. And, and the, the lady in front of me goes, looks behind and she goes, yeah, he's been here. She goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I'm like, geez, man. Right. But she was like ready to like, yeah, you know, like, flying elbow on you. Right. Me over and put her card <laughs> in me. I was like, geez, lady, like relax. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous. But yeah, it was my kind of. One story I had. So well, she I, probably I, felt less physically intimidated by you than most of the women around there. So she picked you. Particularly. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this little Mexican. <laughs> Did anybody have any plumbing problems over the holiday? I always have plumbing problems on the holidays. It, it what never are you fails. People. <laughs> <laughs> Feeding them rocks or what? Like I don't understand. No, um, I wouldn't say any plumbing problems, but. I won the pool award this year, you know, after eating Thanksgiving. So <laughs> It's just one of those things I can always count on that uh, on a major holiday, particularly if people are going to be coming over, uh, one or more plumbing appliances will fail. And this this year, the day before Thanksgiving, uh, we had a plumber come out and replace about a five-foot section of our main sewer line because it was it was having problems. So it just it's sort of the way my life goes. I always... 
usually it happens when I've got the house full of people here and everything backs up and somebody will come out of the bathroom saying, um, toilet just overflowed. Sorry about that. But luckily this time it was the day before. I've been the cause of that before, but it <laughs> did not happen to me. Well, you know, I've got a house full of kids. You never know what kind of stuff they're going to put down the toilet. I don't understand the fan- fascination with the toilet, but it's like a like a competition to see what's the biggest thing we can put down there. I have a four-year-old that likes to flush to- toys. Yeah. Definitely. Well, not only that, but, and I don't know, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to say little girls, but it's because uh, it's what I have more experience with. I know you do, Mark, but it seems like little girls just like will use half a roll of toilet paper. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you go in there, toilet stopped up. You're like, really? I mean, there's like oh, toilet po- paper is just like overflowing out of the toilet. You know? <laughs> you're like, come on. I, just, you know, a little stock tip from the Element OP Productions. Buy stock in whoever the parent company of Charmin is because we, my family alone, We'll make sure that stock price never drops. <laughs> we buy the, you know, the the quadruple rolls is like twenty four rolls if you buy twelve of them, and we go through one of those like every other week. Wow. It's ridiculous. I believe it, and, and you know, I mean, that's understandable if you got a, a lot of girls in the house, but uh, little girls, yeah. With mine, I have to, I have to kind of. It, it takes me back to my Marine Corps days. It's funny when you go through boot camp in the Marine Corps, they literally teach you how to wipe your butt again. And, <laughs> but it, it's somewhat understandable. You got like 60 guys in there. There's a limited supply of toilet paper. You have to make it last. Right. So, uh, I, so, I, it's funny because I never thought I would be reteaching that lesson, but here I am reteaching that lesson. So to did my they daughter. pull some guy out of line? Private Kaibo, get over here and take a dump. Was that, that how that worked? No, no, no. But literally they sit you down every, uh, at least this is boot camp in San Diego. You have what's called a squad bay. That's what you live in. Uh, if anybody's seen the movie full metal jacket, that's, uh, it's, it's extremely accurate, uh, depiction of boot camp and, and the quarters you live in. And towards the end of that, uh, at one end of the squad bay is kind of an open area. And that's like your classroom quote unquote, where you sit down and if they have a period of instruction to teach you, that's where they do it. And literally the drill instructor sat us all down there and showed us how, you know, you don't use more than, uh, you know, two or three sheets per wipe. I mean, he went through how to fold it and all this kind of stuff. Wow. There's marine for everything, right? Yeah. I remember sitting there thinking, you know, of course, you can't say or do anything about it, but I'm thinking, really? I mean, we're all adults, but there were literally, there were guys in there. I mean, I hate to say it, but the Deep South has, uh, you know, kind of has that reputation for a reason because there were some real goobers in there that I really think did need lessons on how to wipe. Well, it's because all we eat is fried food and stuff. <laughs> if we had more fiber, we wouldn't and raw fish sticks. Yeah, so, raw uh, fish sticks. That's what's doing. So, would they write you up for a non-regulation poop? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's not like they, you know, monitored it. Uh, other than the fact that you know, at, at some point, although it got better, but we were going through too much toilet paper. So, uh, again, you got sixty guys in there. Um, kind of go running off of the same supply and if you start going through that stuff too quickly then uh it, it kind of comes down from the, <laughs> the uh the, you know the poo rolls downhill so <laughs> uh yeah the command you know gets on on the drill instructors and you know so 
Well, you never know where topics are going to go on the periodic table, folks. We never had any idea that that uh, poop classes would be on the top. Right. Of the <laughs> Not poop classes, wiping classes, I guess, <laughs> yeah. is more right. accurate. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, like I said, that was a valuable lesson because now I find myself here, uh, oh, some 20 years later, uh, teaching that same thing to my daughter. So, yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> Pete in the chat room says there are no bidets in the Marine Corps. He's shocked. <laughs> we're, I, I was a little shocked we had toilets. <laughs> yeah, and there, just there are holes. portions there where you don't even get toilets. So yeah. You dig your own, right? This, this, this shovel is your toilet. Right, right. Exactly. Well, to, to get off of Cyber Monday and, and Poop Tuesday, <laughs> um, I wanted to mention, bring a little sports in there. We got Zach from the Hot Route on there. Uh, hey. Uh, you know, one of the American traditions of Thanksgiving is football, particularly the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys always play, not each other. I, I said that uh, to my wife, that the Lions and the Cowboys always play. She said, really? I didn't know they always played each other. No. Yeah. No. Those are the two games that never mind. How long have we been married? It was one of those <laughs> moments. Yeah, and, and it took a while, but the Lions lived up to the tradition of sucking on Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. So uh, they, it just took a half for them to remember that. So I just wanted to bring up Ndamukong Sue because I like yeah, saying that yeah. name. Um, um, so, dude is slamming a, a guy's head into the turf. Then when he gets up, he kicks him and gets thrown out of the game and has the temerity to say it was all a misunderstanding. It's not my fault. I was slipping and tried to catch my balance by kicking him. Did anybody see that? Stomped. Is that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of people saw that also. I, just, what did, I, I believe it's the coach's fault. The coach's fault? Yeah, because Albert Hainsworth, he was coaching. Albert Hainsworth did the same thing when he was with the Titans, and he was coaching. He allows it. He lets it happen, and he kind of just turns the other way when, you know, his players are now known to be dirty players. And now that it's caught the attention of the NFL and fans, I mean, it's looking bad on him, and it's also looking bad on uh, Ndamukong Sue. I, I don't believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, but Ndamukong. Yeah, there you go. It starts and ends with the same sound, Ndamukong. Uh, but I, 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 you mentioned Hainsworth. Let's let's go back to that. Uh, a couple years ago, uh, it was Gerard, Andre Gerard. Yes, was laying on the ground on the bottom of a pile. Albert Hainsworth kicks his helmet off and then stomps on his face. And got a four-game suspension for that, I believe. I think it was yeah. originally like the rest of the season, and then through appeals, it was either four or six. Yeah, I think Sue should be banned for the rest of the season, personally. You know, I mean, one thing, it's um, I was listening to the sports talk uh, yesterday, and they were really talking about this. The guy was like a Sue fan, and he was talking about, you know, how much this used to be I mean, not that this happened every day, but, you know, that kind of stuff, eye gouging and, you know, kicking players uh, when they're down has kind of Punching gone on up. in the NFL since it started. But, you know, now that there's cameras everywhere. Yeah, maybe we have more cameras and more angles so yeah. we can see it better. Yeah, you know, and if, if, if an MMA fighter had done that, we would have said, you know, that that's a good shot. But because it's the NFL, all of a sudden he's a horrendous human being. I just think it's there's too much sports coverage that there's nothing else to talk about. Um, so let's just, let's talk about how evil Sue is. Well, that just boils down to the point of look at this style of his playing. 
do you think stomping on his hand is just way too many cameras? I mean, because we, I guess we caught it all. Everybody was able to see it. I mean, he's, he's known to do this. He's done. Oh, Hey, Pakistan, man, Pakistan, Dan, what's up? Uh, he joins in the hot route. I'm sorry. So, uh, look at your Miami go. They almost beat the, the Cowboys. So anyways, back on track. I'm sorry. Um, you have Sue who's just, this isn't the first article about him. Right. I mean, well, he's what in his second is, year. Yeah. He's not the, it's not like, you know, Hainsworth was the first guy to ever do this. And Sue yeah. is the second. It's almost like the NFL is this gentleman league and we have to weed out the bad apples whenever I'm, I'm there's sorry, a long tradition of it happening throughout the history of the NFL. Uh, so my, my issue is what, what, what I would, is just that the athletes that we see in the world today are just thugs in general. I mean, I, I'm sure a little later on we're going to talk about the fact that the NBA is uh, lockout is over. So there's mil- more millionaire thugs that will have airtime. Um, and I miss, maybe it's, maybe it's not even real. Maybe it's just a fantasy that I'm making up. But it seems to me that professional athletes used to be sportsmen and men of character. Uh, am I wrong about that? Am I just being um, a little, you know, pie in the sky about that? But today's athletes certainly are, wrong in the NFL. They're they're not ath- they're not sportsmen. Like I, I was saying, one of the perfect examples would be Dick Butkus. When Dick Butkus was on the field, he was an animal. But as soon as the whistle blew, he became a classy fellow. Yeah, you know. And, but these guys are just animals all the time. Well, now that's true. Uh, but see. Um, I think they were they were a lot more strict back then. You know, the, it, the almighty dollar didn't rule, as particularly the NFL, early on. It wasn't a big money uh, maker. So, uh, you know, they could take some of those guys, some of the best athletes, and uh, they could suspend them long term or kick them out of the league or anything like that. And uh, there wasn't really a, a huge bottom line hit to anybody. So uh, – now that's the problem. The almighty dollar rules and, uh, you know, nobody, there's certainly people in power that don't want those things to happen. Yeah. Pete in the chat room says that's why everybody's fawning all over Tebow because he's the one non-felon in the league. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, it just, I, uh, I agree. Well, I don't, I don't know how to say it. Never mind. I forgot what I was going to say. So next. He's not the best color commentator in the business for nothing, people. I want to say this. Sue has nothing but nice things to say after, you know, once he walks off the field. Everything that I've read saying that, you know, he does charity, he does this, and that's all great, you know. But him acting as a dirty player is hurting his image, and he's going the wrong way about it. And he is just a great player. He really is. On the field, he just dominates well, here's the thing, though. He, you know, we, we got to keep in mind this is a this is a young guy. I mean, a, a lot of people out there did dumb stuff at 22, 23 years old. Yeah, and uh, and it, what's that? Thirty nine and forty years old as well. R- right, and so uh, you know, I don't know why people are maybe so surprised. I mean, this is a young kid that he's just playing on one of the biggest stages in the world. And so when he's making those young kid dumb mistakes, uh, you know, he, that's, that's where he's doing it. So I'm not saying that it's right. I think that because he's a young kid, he needs to be, he needs to be taught, you know, that these things are, are wrong and, uh, and he needs, it needs to be done in such a way that it really hurts. I mean, you know, you don't, it, it's just like, uh, you know, when you give your kid a spanking, I mean, you, you don't, 
you, you do something like that where it's going to hurt, right? And uh, hopefully it's a deterrent. And I just don't know that they've done anything that's really a deterrent for him okay, yet. Okay, so what's the spanking for, uh, you know, an NFL player or an NBA player? What, what, how do you spank him? $50,000 fine, three suspensions. Oh, 50000 to me is, is a joke. That's a parking ticket. Right. Hit him, hit him with like half a million dollars, and then I would, I would incrementally go up from there. I'd go nuts, especially on somebody like this with something that's so blatant. Uh, hit him hard, and yeah, uh, several game, a multi-game suspension, and again, those need to escalate. And I don't care if that means that you know that, uh, the second or third time you're doing this, uh, that you're missing entire seasons. Because let's say, let's take the the different arena, and let's say Sean, you went into work Monday morning slammed a guy's head on the desk three times and then stomped on him. Do you think you might miss a couple of days of work over that? <laughs> well, yeah, you'd be fired. Right. Uh, but again, that goes to the almighty dollar. I mean, they can't, they can't fire him. Well, I mean, part of it is almost at some point, you've got to remember they're playing football. I have watched, I don't know how many times last season and this season I go, dude, that was an awesome hit. And it was an awesome hit, and it was a 15-yard penalty because he got within six inches of the helmet, or he had the nerve to hit the quarterback square in the middle of his shoulder pads. Oh, that's unnecessary rough, this 15-yard penalty. It looks vicious on TV is basically the only justification. And so, you know, I've seen some of the plays where, you know, of course, when SportsCenter shows you, they always show there's a couple of stock clips of him having quarterbacks and slamming them to the ground. If that's in the context of right when the play's going on, I don't have a problem with it. You know, if it's five seconds after the whistle blows, then it's a problem. But, you know, if you're going to throw the quarterback on the ground I, during the play to sack him, I think that's a good play. Yeah, I'm but, with you on that. I do think that they take the – I think if they put more emphasis on being a classy person, they would have to have less emphasis on uh, the types of blows you're allowed to do. Yeah, and Does that I mean, makes sense. And you know, part of the reasons that they make all the money they do is the dangerous nature of concussion risk. I mean, hey, you know, my job does not carry the risk of concussion every time I, you know, walk into the office. Now, granted, something weird could happen, but you know, if that if it could happen any play, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go play football for you know what I make as a network administrator. You know, maybe I have the wrong network administrator job, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, just some just some fodder to uh you know get the uh, hate mail coming in to elementop.com. Yeah, speaking of hate mail, <clears throat> let's get those likes on Facebook, guys. We're giving out a free case of Red Bull. So, just had to throw that plug in out there. So, if you like it, we have to hit 50 likes by December 15th. You guys know that? And then once you, you know, we'll do a draw and we'll give you guys some free Red Bull. So, is that for the hot route or Yeah, the hot route. But so. just uh, one more comment from the chat room. Pete says that the NFL needs to allow more celebrations and crack down on the gratuitous attempts at injury. Um, you know, I don't know that I agree with that, but that's listener comment there. Uh, I do agree that, that they should let them celebrate a little more, but my philosophy was always, you know, your job is to be in the end zone. When you get there, act like you belong there. You know, don't act like it's the, the end of the world. Um <sighs> Yeah, well, that's there's two sides to that story because uh, one of the players that was always uh, hugely respected and never celebrated uh, was uh, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, hand the ball to the referee and walk away. 
Right. And uh, such a classy guy. And, you know, I'm okay either way. I mean, it just, you know, everybody's different, you know. Compare and, that uh, with and Terrell Owens, who had props and, and scripts, you know, to his touchdowns. Right. Well, Randy Moss is also known for that, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it is, it, there's uh, entertainment value there, and there's people who do like that stuff, you know, and they're, they're going to love those, those crazy celebrations. And I think it does to some degree add to it, but, uh, let's face it, it, we're mostly, uh, middle of the road, middle-class white guys. Right. And I think our vision of what a celebration should be and somebody else's might be, might be different. So I think the perfect way to handle that is use the play clock. You got 40 seconds between plays, by the time that that touchdown is scored, you got 40 seconds to kick the field goal. Let them take all forty seconds if they want to, you know, and then take a delay a game penalty if need be. But, you know, that that's you just work the clock like it was designed to, and these long drawn out celebrations will have to be curtailed. Mark, how dare you I don't know get logical be, and rational? <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be comparing it to apples to oranges, but let's just say let's throw out an example: LeBron James and his signature when he walks on the court, gets that chalk and throws it up in the air. Is that a little bit excessive? Is that too much? I mean, no, that's like his signature thing. The fact he won't be there in the fourth quarter. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that excessive as well? You know, I mean, it's not football, but still, I mean. Uh, well, you have a little more leeway there because that's before the game starts. You know, they make a show, they make a show out of player introductions. Uh, especially for the superstars of the team. So before the game actually starts, I, I, I'm i more inclined to be lenient to rituals like that, you know, as long as it's not like a five-act play or something. How about celebrating a championship before the season starts? Talking about the third games. <laughs> the uh, Miami <laughs> Heat is the greatest team in the history of the NBA. Greatest team ever. Who's that? The Miami Heat. You know, because the season oh. hasn't started yet. So, <laughs> right, right. Well, let's let's move on to that. Uh, lockout ended uh, when? <laughs> just just recently. Hey, well, it's high. It's um pending. Pending. Yeah. Did you see Pete's comment? Penalize them by cutting their toilet. Paper yeah, cut their toilet paper ration. That's a great one. No. So, does anybody have anything uh, salient to say about the NBA lockout? I'm sure. I'm sure our co-host Nate, my co-host Nate, would have something to say with that. He's all about basketball. I'm. I'm just. The only thing that kills me is that the season's so short. I mean, they're playing a 66 game season, which is almost a third of what they normally play. Isn't that about right? No, yeah. 82 is the normal. Yeah. So. Like, he, oh, is it? I thought yeah. that. Oh, you know, I'm they thinking only, baseball, like 160 yeah, games. Well, but you got to you got to figure that every team in the NBA makes the playoffs, so you got to consider the playoffs yeah. as as part of the regular. Right. <laughs> right. You know, at three first, months, three months season and two months of playoffs. Yeah. At first I was kind of, I didn't really care much about the lockout, but a player rep made the comment that the NBA players were like plantation workers. And when he made that comment at that point, wow. I started rooting for the owners and I just like, <laughs> uh, I just like only if I could be a plantation worker making millions of dollars a year for uh pl you know play working half for a playing year. a game yeah for playing a game and then yeah and the thing that you know one the the rep some old guy had the nerve to say that but then there was no basketball player with enough sense to be vocal about you need to shut your mouth because we're we're rich and we are not plantation owners but anyway when they made that comment at that point i 
turned against the players, and I was hoping they would crumble for like 40% or 30% of uh, basketball-related income. Anyway, there's my uh, bit about the lockout. Mark, are you going to be watching any basketball this season? I, I don't watch basketball. I don't understand basketball. Maybe if somebody could sit down and explain to me how it's more than, than, than it's you know, a mob sport, I might get it. But right now, I don't see the beauty in it at all. Oh, there's there's plenty of uh, strategy, and uh, I, it's just like any other game. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not there. I'm saying I just don't. I'm not educated enough to see it. But but here's the thing to me about basketball is every game should be like two minutes long, because you if you watch a game on TV, I love going to the games live. It's a little bit of a different experience. But uh, if you you watch these games on television. It's this huge back and forth for, you know, forever, seemingly forever. And really all that ever seems to matter is the last couple of minutes because, you know, they'll, they'll yeah. run up points until, you know, it's 95 to 92 or whatever. And then the last two minutes always seems to be what really matters. And everything before that really didn't matter that much. I think they should make the court 100 yards wider. <laughs> that would make it interesting. <laughs> you know, when, when the scores, <laughs> you know, are, are like 10 to 12. Because you got to run a uh, hundred yards between the the goals, that and would be awesome. And keep the shot clock. <laughs> that would be cool. And they have to, and they have, they should wear helmets. Yeah, it should be full contact. Yeah, well, well, yeah. it already is full contact. I mean, is that arena football. <laughs> I, um, I was joking with a with a friend of mine uh, over on Thanksgiving. I said that that what Major League Baseball needs is they need to put the pitcher in full body pads. And give the batters aluminum bats. That would make Major League Baseball fun to watch. Four hours later, we're still in the top of the first, folks. <laughs> yeah. The score is 189 to nothing. There is one out batting for the 18th time. Albert Haynes or uh, whoever. You, you, Albert I, I don't know how many how many people are on a, a, a Major League roster. To, to 20, 20 something. You, you'd have to double that just for the pitchers to get through the game. It's the guys, because every time they they hit that sucker, they they clobber it a mile. I just think that would be fun. Um, and instead of making steroids a, a scandal, just hand them out like chiclets. You know, let's let's really go all out with it. <laughs> or you no, know, make it like a bonus. Okay, you've reached your hundredth home run. Now you get steroids. <laughs> yeah, like a video game, right? Like you get power ups. <laughs> Power ups. That's awesome. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. What's the description of show? Basketball, video games, football, IHOP. It's all a guy wants, you know? <laughs> okay. Oh, speaking so of IHOP, I want to go back to my IHOP. That they have changed their burgers so that now they have bacon in the meat in the mix of their hamburgers. By the way, I'm a big fan of any time you add bacon to just about anything. So just thought I'd mention that. I think the strips are better. I wouldn't go with the minced bacon in there, but no, 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 yeah. no. It's both. Yeah, it's minced you... bacon in the meat plus the strips <laughs> on top of it. See, how dare you say any form of bacon is not good? <laughs> I would just say I would prefer to have strip bacon. Yeah. So Aaron, you like strippers? Is that what you're saying? Um, Aaron on the one meal, uh, one workout show uh, said that one time there's no such thing as extra bacon. Oh, I, this weekend I discovered something that is added to that category. There's no such thing as leftover deviled eggs. Um, we had six people at my house. I made 18 deviled eggs cut in half, so 36 of them. They were all gone in one meal. So there's no such thing as leftover deviled eggs. 
Yeah, I only had like two, maybe maybe three, but well, I had a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Well, and your daughter, man, she was carrying them up. <laughs> okay, I uh, I don't I don't even want to know about this, but I have to ask because it's in the no show notes. Twilight for guys? What's that about? I was on one of those like uh, funny or die kind of websites, and I can't remember which one it was, but somebody. And it's these three chicks, and they they do movies for guys. And so they did Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One for guys. It's like a three minute trailer, and um, in in the trailer, um, whatever the vampire's name is and the werewolf name, they're they're girls. So it's like lesbian makeout stuff. And uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, they're wearing lingerie, which is covers more than an NFL cheerleader's uniform does. So it's less risque than watching the NFL. Um, but it was just funny because there's the two guys talking about how awesome Breaking Dawn was. And then there's just like this 40-year-old woman with a Twilight shirt going, I think I went to the wrong movie and they butchered it. And it was just, it was super funny. <laughs> um, it, it w- I just, it made me laugh. I was like, you know, I might go see that movie. Yeah. But uh, it was just so funny because, you know, Twilight is all, I took yeah. my niece to see the first one and I, I still have not recovered. And that was years ago. I saw a funny clip one time. It was an actual clip of like 10 40-year-old women standing outside a movie theater with signs that said Edward or what's the other guy? Jacob. Whatever. Um, And then the the blogger who wrote this photoshopped about 10 40-year-old guys holding up a sign that said Brittany and said these people would go to jail. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's the that was the point I was just going to make, Mark, you know, if if guys did that, if we ran around and we loved watching some movie that centered around 16. a couple of couple of seventeen year old busty blondes, and we were all freaking out and and uh, all of that, we'd be dirty old men, and uh, we we'd catch hell from any of the women in our lives at how horrible we are. But uh, you know, it's funny that double standard because yeah. it's all right for women. Any guys familiar with the oatmeal comic? Yeah, I love the oatmeal. The oatmeal uh, did just recently. It was uh, uh, what would Twilight in real life be or something like that. And it was a lawyer uh, finds out that Edward Cullen is like 130 whatever years old and says uh, uh, convicts him uh, for like 118 counts of of child rape over the course of his life because he's always been with these high school girls. And then he's convicted and he's put in jail and this big burly a uh, cellmate with a swastika on his forehead walks up to him and says, glitter for me, baby. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> okay, so uh, so Aaron says that he's listening to us through his boxy unit with his wife. So uh, so we actually have a, a female listener listening to all of this. Only uh, because she didn't have a choice. She would leave the room. If she right. Could. She's forced to. <laughs> Cheryl, are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> Pakistan Dan, let me know. <laughs> so you mentioned your niece, or, uh, niece, niece earlier, Seth. Uh, he was telling me a story before we started about her algebra textbook that just blew me away. I, I wanted to make sure he shared it on the show. Yeah, they, uh, you know, when I was in school, we had textbooks that you could actually learn from. But now, apparently, the end thing for your textbook is to make sure there's celebrity photos in it. So I was able to see pictures of Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, even some old st- old school stuff like uh, Magic Johnson. But trying to find an, a workable example over, um, I think we were doing uh, rational polynomials and stuff like that. And I was just like, how I, I had to go to Khan Academy on YouTube to figure out how to do it because the 
textbook, while it had nice, good color graphics, was um, it left much to be desired. But it's okay because it was written by somebody from Miami. <laughs> so, so, uh, so why would you need celebrities in your math textbook? I, I can't even comprehend that. Is that supposed to make kids learn it better or be more interested in it? Kim Kardashian does polynomials in her spare whoa, time. Whoa, 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 whoa. Porn star Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. Kim, okay. Yeah. Sasha Gray <laughs> likes to factor quadratic <laughs> equations between takes. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, any thoughts on that? What, textbooks, especially a math textbook. I, it always. I work in education. You may not know this, but you have to readopt new textbooks every couple of years, which means all the textbooks that you have, you throw out, and you pay uh, hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars to buy new textbooks. When I mean, has math changed really since Pythagoras? Do we really need new math textbooks? It has because I could not understand that textbook, but I understood the one that I had many years ago i was telling my niece the last time i did this kind of math was before you were born so give me a minute to refresh yeah which brings up a great point like what maybe one two percent of people will actually need that math right. at some point in the future well, she was doing college algebra, you know, so she was getting to pay extra for the privilege of reading the textbook. Right. When she started to get high school algebra, right? <laughs> well, right. well, she's in, she's doing one of those like kind of the online class. She's like 16 years old. So um, I don't know how that works. I mean, if I could have done college stuff while I was in high school, anything to get out of school faster, I would have done it. <laughs> it's just, we, we, we experiment with education, and I, I don't understand that, that we're always tweaking it and always um, trying the latest and greatest uh, social fad in the classrooms. And and yet at the same time, we complain that there's, you know, an achievement gap between the America uh, American students and, say, the Japanese or the European students. But, See, but is there any wonder why? Because obviously our education has been lackluster throughout our history. And, uh, you know, we just stumbled upon this great industrialized world that was sitting here waiting for us to come figure it out. Uh, but, well, let's let's talk about I think what's what's more important is just like the, you know, instilling uh, American sense of ingenuity and, you know, being inventive. Uh, no, you know, we, we, we worry about we how, how, well we, how well we can do, uh, you know, equations versus the Japanese when it just doesn't seem to be. It's like we're missing the point. Yeah. Instead, it's all about conformity in the classroom. And I understand there's, you know, there's crowd management to that. You got one teacher and 35 students and you've got to have some sort of crowd control. But when that becomes 90% of your education time is, you know, sending kids to the class, uh, to the office because their skirt's too short, um, you know, who, who's, who are we doing a favor for? Well, stuff like that, uh, like in school. They would tell you to go put on uh, your gym clothes, but the gym clothes they would they would give you would be pink or like pink. You'd have to wear pink clothes, pink gym clothes. That'd work. Yeah, like at school, yeah, Joe like, Arpaio style. Yeah, if you if you were not dressed appropriately, you had to wear pink a pink jumpsuit, pretty much. I mean, that would be cool. Yeah. So trust me, you didn't want to go to school, you know, and having to take that take a, the shirt because then you'd have pink sweats with pink shirt. You know, you know, I'm actually a big fan of uh, standardized dress or uniforms. I think it, it settles a lot of things right there. And, and I grew up, you know, the poor kid who never had the, the latest and greatest clothes. That would have been an advantage for me 
because I would have been dressed just like everybody else, you know, and I, and it takes away, people say it strips you of your individuality. Okay, maybe it does. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of standardized dress. My kids, the, the, where they go to school, is, uh, has standardized dress, and, and it is a little annoying sometimes that, you know, these this $40 pair of shoes we can't buy, they can't that we bought, they can't wear because there's a stripe on it, and shoes all have to be a solid color. But, you know, I knew that before we bought the shoes. I just forgot. So yeah. I'm all for it, frankly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're not there to, for a fashion show. You're there to learn. I mean, there's no reason why. You know, you want to be individual, stand out in your, stand out in your grades. So I don't know. All right, anything else I, before we move on? Last thing in the list, and who knows where we'll go besides the list, Craigslist. Are you afraid to use it? What's up with that one? I used it once this recently, this month, and – is kind of experience where just I won't use it again. I'd rather just go out and get it myself or, you know, probably might use eBay. But I purchased a dryer from someone and uh, he had his own business and he would just get dryers and repair them and, you know, throw them back out there. Well, the dryer worked. However, it took you, to, you had to run it twice in order for your clothes to be dry. So, and that it's, and then he, I called him back and was like, Hey, it's, it's doing this. And he sounded like frustrated. I'm like, look, man, I paid for a dryer that worked, you know, like just take it back. I don't, I don't want to deal with it. So. Okay. But we're, we're talking about this because of a, of a news article, right, Mark? Right. Well, the, the, the interesting thing about Craigslist, what makes it both powerful and dangerous is that it's individual to individual. And so, like, you know, the dryer situation, you showed up at the dude's house based on an Internet ad. Um, and, you, yeah. you know, there's any number of things that could have happened. Well, apparently in Columbus, Ohio, um, a man went to a Craigslist ad and the ad was actually for murder victims and he didn't know it. Um, so uh, a body was found, uh, quoting, quoting from the foxnews.com, a body was found in a shallow grave in northeast Ohio was the man of man missing for more than a week who answered a de- deadly Craigslist ad that police say lured victims to a robbery. Uh, um, and so the man was last seen November 13th after driving to Akron for a job he called a good but strange offer. And Can, for, for a job offer? For a job offer. Do they have the article? Can you, do you have the article? Yeah, it's in the notes. Yeah, it's right there in the notes. You can uh, click on I'm it. I'm in the chat room. That's probably why. Right. Yeah, but I had a great job off of Craigslist. Um, and so, you know, there are good jobs there. You just, um, some due diligence is required, but, you know, and just, I guess, make sure you're not going to get capped when you go there. Um, yeah, well, it's, that's what I was saying from the beginning. It's, it's people to people. And so the internet, right, is all about, um, connecting people to people. I, and I don't want to get too political on, well, I don't know why, why not get political, but, uh, are you guys familiar with the SOPA act, the uh, stop online privacy act that Congress is working on like right now, as we speak, I've not heard of it. <clears throat> basically, <clears throat> basically it's a bill that would require all people online to be identified and credentialed before they can get online. And every IP packet you send, every website you go to is identified with your name. Every site you visit, every transaction you take is identified and tracked because they say that online privacy is dangerous and the internet is just nothing but pirates and, and ne'er-do-wells and that by eliminating all online privacy, 
we can uh, clean up this Wild West town. Yeah, and we're completely helpless to defend ourselves. Right. It's well, just like this whole Craigslist thing. I mean, if I'm going to meet up with somebody at Craig to buy something off of Craigslist, uh, I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm generally going to do it in in some sort of a, a place where it's safe to make you know that type of a meeting. Yeah. Well, this uh, you know, of course, this is all about the the uh, recording uh, RIAA and the MBAA saying that they that the internet is just a den of piracy and that we need to be able to identify these people. And if we can make sure that every, but just think about the overhead to that. We, we, you totally break the internet as it is. But Mark, it's for the children. <laughs> it's right. It's for the children. <laughs> it's for the children. Don't you love kids? Are you anti-American that you would hate kids so much? Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that's all you have to say. And, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. We have yeah. to. You got to either privacy. you play the child porn card or the Nazi card. And that right. trumps every argument. Yeah. Right. So somehow we've got to find a way to combine the child porn Nazi and uh, put it back on the other side. <laughs> so. But, yeah. And, I mean, and, and the, the, uh, the religion card. So right. child porn Nazi as a religion. Yeah, yeah, I don't want. We don't want to. We don't want to stomp on their religious hair. beliefs. Yeah. yeah, next thing you know, people will be busting into your house to cut your hair. That's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's the world? What is the to? world coming to? <laughs> when the Amish are dangerous people. Yeah, but they didn't use the internet, so that's the point, right? You can be dangerous without <laughs> even using electricity. Yes. <laughs> I get that. I bet they didn't use electric shears. <laughs> Yes, they were environmentally friendly hate crime. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I love Craigslist. Like one time I was able to trade my PSP that I was tired of using. I traded it for a dishwasher. So, um, you know, somebody had a dishwasher they wanted to get rid of and I had a PSP. And so I was like, hey, I'll give you this PSP for your dishwasher. And they said, okay, that's a good deal. Yeah, I've only had a couple of experiences too, but they've all been positive. So, I mean, it's just like anything else. It's just, it's yeah. online classified. It's just like picking up a classified ad in a newspaper, you know, back in the day. Uh, it's buyer beware. You have to be careful when you're dealing in a, a, you know, situation like that. And it's just like buying a used car. Well, yeah. and, and the Craigslist uh, management, I guess to say, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, you know, intentionally are very hands off about that. I mean, they even have the quote unquote personal section, which is basically just online pimps. Well, actually, and, no. That they, they got they bowed, they caved to pressure, much to the um, glee of Backpage, and pretty much did away with all um, escort ads on their website. So wait, you got to what? What is that? What are you talking about? Uh, this has been about two years ago, I think, or so. That yeah, not um, that long ago. But iPimp's personal. iPimp, sorry. That was what Pete, uh, Pete put in the chat room. I was reading it. The iPimp.com. <laughs> that might be a website. If it's not, go register it right now. iPimp.com. Um, now Craigslist had a, a personal section that was being largely used for, uh, uh, sex. You know, they, what they call them, um, escort. It was, escort there was services. an escort section. An escort so section. there was a personal section and then there was the, uh, quote unquote adult personal section and the adult personal section was all about you know hey i'm a 24 year old girl 36 24 36 or whatever and uh you know i'm late on my bills or whatever 20 dollars or 200 dollars, whatever the going rate was um and you know and so 
and they charge money for those. So it was not much, but like it was $5 or something to post in there. And because they were, Craigslist was apparently the only site on the internet used for escort services. So, um, and the hookers liked it. They said it was a place where they could choose their John, right? They had at least some opportunity to interact with them. They didn't have to have a pimp. They thought it was a good thing. And when, uh, government forces came down on them and basically said you got to stop this it was the hookers who rose up excuse me the escorts yes. who rose up and said uh, this is a bad thing to, that you're taking this away from us and so back page um businesses like it shot up off the chart um so that, that that's you know but nobody's ever heard of back page whereas craigslist is the 800 pound gorilla in the internet per, in the uh personal in the internet classified ad so they cleaned up to be family friendly and they lost their biggest source of revenue. So there you go. So, um, internet history and social commentary. And Mark, there is uh, Pete, Pete found it. Uh, there really is a, an IPAMP, although it's, it's part of Google, uh, Google code, Google summer of code, uh, projects. Yeah, That's well, pretty wild. iPhone, iPhone interface for media portal. I pimp. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably not the same thing, but who knows? <laughs> All right. Anything else before we wrap this up, guys? Any other wild uh, accusations you want to make? I think we're good. We've talked about uh, online uh, hookers, poop, <laughs> you know, and what, what else? Re- regulation poop at yes. that. Right. Right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm going to just, all right, I need to solicit people for uh, a way to end this show. I need a sign off for the, for the periodic table. Uh, so I, I need people to, and it's something that it's got to be something that either Sean or I can do because I'm not always going to be here. Sean may be running the show like next week, for example, Sean will be running the show. So right. we need a, we need a consistent sign off for uh, the hot route that, that, uh, that we can do. So any ideas right now, quick brainstorm session, one, two, three, go. Lock your doors or the Amish will get you. (laughs) (laughs) There's the show title. Yeah, I don't think we can use that every week, but that's a good one. (laughs) I'm sorry. uh, It's too funny. All right. Well, for now, I'm just going to put this thing and say, uh, let's see, what's a good way to say? That uh, something about table that uh, let's clear the table. That's funny. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. Bye-bye.